So Fion, tell me what you do first of all in, in, in Talk Talk, a bit about yourself as a person and, and, and what you do in Talk Talk. Yeah, so I've been with Talk Talk six years now, all six years working in the people team. First four years working in recruitment and talent, and then the last two years working kind of in core HR. I've just started a new role as a people business partner. But prior to that, I was working as a people and policy consultant in people services. In conjunction with that, um, I'm also studying for my master's. So my master's in HR. Um, On top of a full-time job? Yes, and a toddler. (laughs) And a toddler? (laughs) Yeah. Crikey. I've got a toddler and a one-year-old, so hats off to you. Survival is is tough, Yep. let alone doing a master's. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a glutton for punishment. So yeah, so I've got the last hurdle of my master's now, which is my dissertation. And I'm doing my dissertation on the impact of menopause on women's careers. And you're involved in the policy that we've just launched or are just launching. So yes. a, perf- a perfect intro to that. Tell us, tell us about what we're doing. So we've been looking for quite a few months now about in terms of the support available to women going through menopause and just the conversation around it in the workplace. So unfortunately, it's still considered a taboo subject. People aren't talking about it. Women aren't talking about their experiences. Organisations don't have that support in place. So we started looking at how we could bring that to the forefront of the organisation. And the thing is, Fionn, that, 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 that's wider society, isn't it? Yeah. You, you just don't hear the menopause being discussed in outside circles that me as a 47 year old man would not be privy to so i'm not i'm not in the in club if you want so i just don't hear it ever discussed in society and and it's sad it shouldn't be that way you know we're talking about every single woman every single reproductive female will go through the menopause and the large majority of those will be in work whilst they're going through that transition so we're talking about nearly half probably half of the population and probably half of the workforce as well and from a workforce perspective this demographic is actually the largest growing demographic in the workplace so we need to be making sure that one we're talking about it but that we've got the right education there and the right support in place for women as well um touching upon what you've just kind of mentioned there about you know not being spoken about we've seen quite a lot of a shift in this over the last few months so I started working um, on my dissertation proposal last last year, so October, November, December time. And there was very little out there in kind of the mainstream media about it. And I've definitely seen a shift over the last 12 months. And, you know, that's with household names talking about it. So I think the Davina McCall programme in conjunction with Dr. Louise Newton was, you know, was groundbreaking. It's been such a positive message out there to women and the amount of women that I've spoken to since that have gone to their GP, you know, almost kicking the door down, making sure that they get the right support in place is fantastic. So Fionn, for, for people that don't know, let's think it's worth starting from scratch, from first principles. What What is the menopause and how does it affect people? So menopause is a natural stage of life that normally occurs between the ages of 45 to 55, but also can affect women who are much younger. It's a natural stage where women's estrogen levels decline. um, And as a result, they stop experiencing periods and can no longer conceive naturally. The UK average age is 51. And women that are going through menopause can experience both physical and psychological symptoms, which can pose challenges for them on a daily basis. 
I think one of the things that people don't know is how many symptoms there are associated with menopause. So there is officially 34 recognised symptoms of the menopause and symptoms can last for several years and each woman can experience symptoms to a varying degree. Um, I think we hear quite a lot about hot flushes, um, you know, sleep and mood disturbances, but there's, there's so many more symptoms that women experience that just isn't isn't discussed about. And I think that education piece is key. So Fionn, it, it can be quite debilitating. You talk about dozens of different symptoms, but but many can can actually really, you know, really knock you knock you for six. It can be quite debilitating. Yes, especially when you think about women in the workplace. So when we look at some of the symptoms that can really impact women in the workplace, it's emotional changes, so including depression, anxiety, um, trouble sleeping, which can then affect the next day. And the one where I found been the most common symptom when I've been speaking to people internally and externally is a decrease in confidence. The combination of the symptoms that they're experiencing is resulting in them really losing a confidence in their ability to to be able to do their role. Right. So when you when you bear this in mind, and it can be a, a whole range of things from you know on on the physical spectrum to the mental, the emotional. How do you then go about developing a policy, a workplace policy that caters to something so varied? That's a very good question, and. What we're keen to say with this policy is that it is a starting. It's a starting, um, it's the first step in kind of bringing that discussion into the workplace. So we're hoping by talking about it internally and externally, the more feedback we get from our colleagues on what supports, what challenges they're facing, what barriers they're facing in the workplace and what support they need, we're then able to shape this policy and kind of deliver on our commitments to our colleagues. Um, so it sounds like the policy is almost like a, the start of a conversation. And yes. actually the important, the most important starting point is actually getting people to talk about it. And you could, for example, it would be normal to hear the word mentioned yes, in, a, exactly. in, in, in a one-to-one, or you'd feel confident just bringing it up that yes. you were experiencing it. And I think if we think about you know, the good work that we've done with mental health over the past few years and how people are really comfortable in sharing their own mental health journeys. You know, we see we see household names discussing it all the time. We, we see it in the mainstream media, even internally. You know, we've got senior leaders talking about their own challenges. It has now become acceptable for us to talk openly about our mental health um, challenges and for that support to be in place. And as an organisation, we are absolutely fantastic in the support that we we have for um, colleagues experiencing mental health. And what I'd like to do is have that same support, that same open culture of, you know, almost trust, um, being able to feel like they can trust in their colleagues, their managers to discuss these things that are going on and have the confidence in us as an organisation that we've got that support in place for them. So just give us a few outlines of the policy what what are what are you know you said it was in you know in development and a, and, and sort of a, a 1.0 if you want version yeah but what are what, what are some of the things that we've been able to uh, to sort of realize as a company we sh- we should already be doing 
So um, this is really interesting because we've highlighted kind of the support that we've already got in place quite naturally as the organisation that we've got. So we've got a really, really flexible, dynamic way of working. And I think that's one key thing when I've been speaking to women about what support they need is that flexibility um, to be able to manage their own symptoms and still be able to do their roles so that they can have that flexibility of do I need to work in the office? Do I need to work from home? Do I need to change my working hours around, you know, the symptoms? Let's say, for example, they've had a really bad night's sleep and that is naturally then going to have an impact or potentially going to have an impact on their performance the next day or how they're feeling, their state of mind. Having that flexibility to pick and choose your start time, whether or not you want to be in the office, you know, move your diary around to accommodate how you're feeling that day. And I think that's something that we've got as an organisation in terms of our culture. The other things is that we offer great benefits such as the employee assistance programme. We've got private medical care, we've got a digital GP service and we've got private counselling that's available to our colleagues through our benefits portal. And they're kind of the key things that we've already got in place that we wanted to highlight how how important they can be in supporting women through this transition. The other things that we've had through talking to women about what support they want in the workplace is around the education piece, the education and the awareness. Yeah, because it's vital. It's vital if you're a woman um, who's experiencing the menopause, you've got to be able to be confident enough that if you sat down on a one-to-one, for example, with a man who might be your boss, that there is a, a base level of understanding that that conversation can can start from. I mean, yeah. that's that's vital, isn't it? And the interesting thing, Dom, through through doing my dissertation and speaking to colleagues internally, um, external specialists, is actually that education piece is for for women themselves as well. It's a common reoccurring theme in conversations that I'm having is that nobody sits you down and talks to you about the menopause. So when you're a young young girl, somebody will always sit you down and talk to you about your periods. You know what to expect. Nobody sits you down and talks to you about the menopause. Everybody just expects that you will know. And I think that's been the biggest takeaway for me is actually women don't realise what is happening to them until they kind of stop and reflect. So women could be um, struggling for a good few years with symptoms such as anxiety, memory loss, lack of focus, lack of concentration, lack of confidence. But the, I suppose the well-known symptoms such as maybe hot flushes isn't, isn't there. So they kind of think, well, actually my knowledge of menopause is I will experience a stop in my periods and hot flushes. Therefore, that's not happening surely I'm not going through through the menopause or I'm not in that perimenopause stage. Um, so that education piece is really key for our female colleagues as well. Especially since you spend the large proportion of your waking hours during the week at work. Yeah. So you you the, the place you're going to experience this might be for the first time at work. So how do we educate our female colleagues to be able to spot what's happening? Because you said that sometimes for years they don't, don't know. I mean, that's that's staggering. So, how do you, how do you? I mean, it's almost the when we're not a GP surgery, and you know, but we we seem maybe we have a responsibility to educate. And it's you know, like we touched upon earlier, it's such a it's such a wider issue in society at the moment in terms of this just isn't being talked about. So, the names in the mainstream media, such as Davina McCall, um, 
Dr. Louise Newton talking about it. That's brilliant. I know um, earlier this month, the, uh, the Countess of Wessex um, has been speaking about kind of the impact of menopause on women. Um, she's back in a new campaign at the moment. And then we've got the likes of um, journalist Louise Menchin, who's working really hard about raising awareness and education about this topic in the media. So I think, you know, that's a great starting point that it seems to be quite a topic in the media at the moment, although in the mainstream. Um and one of the things that we're doing next week is that we have, um, you know, we're really happy to kind of announce that we've got Louise Minchin coming in um, to talk about menopause with us. She'll be joining Dr. Helen Keeney, who is an NHS GP and co-founder of Flourish for Life. And they will, that will be the kind of starting block for us to be talking about menopause awareness in, in the workplace. We've got an EXCO member that will be leading that session as well. And I think that's just such a great starting point to have, you know, a household name and a medical expert and a senior leader within the organisation starting this conversation. Yeah, it's a great idea. Really great initiative. So just, just, to, just to finish off, Fionn, um, if you are in that particular cohort, you're a woman working at Talk Talk, maybe not at Talk Talk, who thinks this might be relevant to you, what, 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 what should you do? Where can you go for more information? There's a lot of resources available. So on our policy, we, um, we highlight quite a lot of several resources such as Menopause Matters, Rock My Menopause, My Menopause Doctor, uh, Daisy Network, which are all external organisations that provide a lot of education and support for this. I think my main advice would be to talk about it. I think women, when they're going through this stage of their lives, feel very isolated. They feel like they're the only ones going through it, when in reality, that isn't the case. And one of the good things that we've had through talking through women is that there are pockets of um, networks that have developed within the organisation through kind of, you know, corridor conversations of women of similar age that can almost... um, identify that other women are going through similar stuff and they've been able to create their own little support networks which is fantastic but then how do you how do you build on that but my probably key takeaway would be to to discuss it to raise it with friends or family if you don't feel comfortable raising it with your manager you know feel free to contact kind of somebody in in the people team and maybe you yeah maybe me (laughs) um and on that note one of the other things that we're in the process of doing at the moment which we've not highlighted in the policy is We've got sign off to um, have menopause champions from early next year. So we will have an external, an external provider, an external specialist come in and train up to 15 colleagues within the organisation on all topics related to menopause. So whether that's what support you need from a medical perspective, who do you need to go to, what support you need internally. Um, so I'm really looking forward to being able to be involved in that. And hopefully by having these champions within the organisation, that conversation and that education piece continues. That's all for today. If you like the podcast, please subscribe in your podcast app. And if you have time, give us a review. If you have a suggestion or question, get in touch on Twitter at TalkTalkGroup. You can follow us there or also on LinkedIn. Thanks a lot for listening.